is a launch Sunday, so we're kicking off for the year this year, and uh, we're setting our vision and where we want to go and what we want to do for the year, in a sense. Uh, and if you recognise what's on the board, you'll recognise that it's the same as last year, uh, that our theme for this year is reaching community through community. Uh, the reason that we thought that that would be a good idea to do again this year is because it's a great thing to do. Uh, it's an optimal thing to do, and, and I think it's where we're at as a church, that we really, truly do want to reach out to our community through community. Because I think when we not only read the Bible, but when we look at inside ourselves, we realise that we are all designed for community, that we're all designed for relationships to be interrelated to one another. And I believe that comes from the fact that that's the way God is, that God is actually in relationship. God is one, but he's also three, isn't he? It's God the Father, God the Son and God the Spirit. And God, though one, has three persons to him and he's in relationship with one another. He's in community. It's part of who God is. He is a God in community. And we are image bearers of God and therefore we too want to be in image of him. We want to be in community as well. And so community is a big part of the Bible. If you read through the Bible, it is a continual thing that we are not just brought into relationship with God for and of ourselves, but we are brought into a relationship with God to be in his community to reach out to the world around us. That we're not just saved so that we can walk around and say that my place is safe in heaven, but we are saved to come and share that with one another, to grow in that with one another, to live that with one another, and to reach out to the world together. If you read the Bible, there are very few parts of the Bible where it's just I especially when you get to the New Testament, it's a whole lot of us and we and one another. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at a great passage in Hebrews chapter 10. And as we look at that, uh, we're going to read it in a minute. Betty's going to read it to us. Uh, You'll see it talks about uh, how we're incorporated into community. But notice how many times that the writer to the Hebrews says, let us. It's not let me or let I which wouldn't be particularly good English either way, uh, and it's let us. There is a corporate nature, there is a community nature to who we are and what we're to be on about. That's what we're going to be looking at this morning. So open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. Betty is going to come. Betty Dew is going to come up and read that for us. Great way to kick off the year with someone with a Scottish accent, isn't it? Hebrews chapter 10. A call to persevere. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and Oh dear. Sorry. <laughs> Guilty goodness. And having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Thank you. Mr. Thanks, Betty. That's all right. The the fan got to you. 
It's a bit tricky, that fan. Uh, As we come to have a think about that together, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. We thank you that you have spoken clearly to us uh, through your word, the Bible. We thank you, Lord, that uh, your word is like a double-edged sword. It cuts through our heart and to uh, the marrow, Lord. It uh, it challenges us, it encourages us, uh, it puts before us, Lord, who you are and what you desire for us. We ask, Lord, this morning that as we look at it together that you'll open up our hearts and our minds, Lord, uh, to hear you, to see you, to understand what you desire us to do, Lord, and that we'll be people who are not just hearers of your word, but doers, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, did you notice how many let us's there are? Did you see how many were there? There's five. Okay, you probably see that in the back of your sheet. Uh, the outline on the back of your sermon sheet. There's five let us's there. And we're going to be looking at those five let us's a little bit later. Uh, but we're going to see that uh, before we even get on to the let us's, there's actually a fact that you're actually being brought into as well. So there's a sense of what we are to do as a community, but there's also the fact that we have access to that community, that we have access to God's community. And we see that in the first couple of verses there. So verse 19, if you've got your Bibles, open up, follow along with me. The outline will go on the screen. But good for you to see that I'm saying what's in the Bible as well. Uh, So the very first one says, Therefore, brothers, sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is, body, that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, then he goes, let us. But first of all, he says that you and I have access to our Heavenly Father, into his community, into his kingdom, through Jesus. That without him, we're not in it. It's only because of him and who he is and what he has done for us that we have access to that community, to his relationship with him now and relationship with him for eternity. Uh, a couple of, well, last year I opened up a new bank account with a bank that will be remained unnamed because we're not like the ABC, we can't promote things. And, uh, but we had to go in and I had to set it all up and I set it all up and then as I went to get into it, I found out I couldn't get into it. Uh, eventually I got onto the bank, which will remain nameless, and rang them and spoke to them and they said what I actually needed was an access number. As soon as I had that access number, then I'd be able to get into my internet banking, I'd be able to access the different bits and pieces I could and I could do whatever I wanted to with it. But I had to have that access number first. Once I got it, I was right and I was in, I could do whatever I liked within that and all the benefits of that bank became mine. And in a sense, that's what this passage is saying to us is that the access number is an access person. The way that we become part of God's family into his community is through Jesus, his body that was given for us. His death on the cross takes the penalty for our sin. He removes it from us and so when we put our trust in him, we can stand before God for now and for eternity and he welcomes us into his family. We have access to him and all the benefits that go with that. The benefits are not just the fact that we have an eternity with him, which is fantastic, but the benefit is that we actually become part of his community here and now. We're actually brought into his community, into his kingdom. And because of that, then we have all the benefits of that. You know, sometimes I think people think, church, oh, what a drag, 
I'm going to pain. I'm going to have to give up Sundays. I have to go and do these things. But it's really a great joy. You're actually brought into a new family, a loving family of people who want to be there with you. So we heard from the boys earlier, from Jake and Nathan. It's a place where you can come and these people here love you. Now, it's hard on the big scale, isn't it? We can't love everyone heaps because it's huge, but we can love everyone a little bit, can't we? But when we get to know people even better, then we can love them lots as well, can't we? We're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But that's a fantastic news. We have access to God, to him, to his community, and all the benefits of that through Jesus. But we need to put our trust in him too, don't we? We need to put our hand out to him and say, thank you, Lord, and take him. And then he is ours and we are his. And we can sing that song, can't we? Jesus, thank you. Without him, though, we're actually outside that community. But with him, we're brought into it. And when we come into that community, we have access to that community, then we are to grow in that community as well. And that's where those five let us's come into. And that's what we're going to quickly go through now, is those five different let us's, and we're going to see what that has to say to us this morning. And the first one you can see there is in verse 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled and cleansed from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us draw near. Uh, It's that sense that it's not only just us individually, it's not just the be still and be quiet and know that I am God, it is let us together draw near. It's that sense that we can come together and together we can come close to God, that together we can experience him and know him and understand him better and worship him together and grow in him together. So it's that sense that we want to come together not just on Sundays but weekly as well where we get together and sit down and pray with one another. Ask how things are going. Read the Bible together. It's great to read the Bible by yourself, isn't it? But it can be even better when you read the Bible with other people then don't wait for me to tell you to do that. Don't wait for me to organise that for you. Grab somebody, tell someone, hey, I just want to read the Bible with you. How about we do that once every couple of weeks? How about we have breakfast once every now and then? We'll get together, we'll grab our wheat picks, we'll sit down, we'll read the Bible, pray together, and then we'll go from there. How good would that be? Uh, one of the things that you might have noticed over the last couple of years is that we've actually tried to prune back a number of the programs that we do and the things that we're telling you that you have to be part of in a sense because we actually want you to start doing those things yourself. We want to allow you to have the freedom to be able to do that together. Not that I'm going to tell you to be in a prayer triplet or in a group over here to do that, but you get together and you do that. Because as we do that together, then we draw near to God and we experience him together. So that's the first one. Then it says there in verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for who we promise is faithful. Because, you know, it's not always easy by ourselves, isn't it? But we want to be able to hold dear. How can we hold strong? How can we hold up when the doubts are around us, when people around us are wanting to rip down what we believe? And there's people that were at work who say, how can you possibly believe in that? Those Christians, they're a bunch of dorks. They're jerks. Come on. It's old hat stuff. You know, we've got past that. Science has disproved it. And when you get bombarded with that all the time, that's really tough by yourself, isn't it? But if we stand together, let us hold unswervingly to the truth. That's you and I together hold on to that. 
then we won't get blown apart. Uh, a couple of years ago, we went to had a camp for Alexander's 16th birthday, so that's two years ago, and we were at the back of Dory's farm, and uh, we had a fire that night, and it's a great fire, but during, throughout the night, the, the wind got up, and it got really scary. And so I thought, well, what do we do here? I thought, we've got to get, get rid of this fire. The kids have all gone off to bed, and I got out in the middle of the night, but if I don't put this fire out, we're going to see the whole of Broadwater and maybe Woodburn and Wardell go up in smoke. And I'm brain Pauline would not like it if I burnt down their house. Uh, and so I thought, well, I've got to get rid of this fire. So I started putting the fire out. Do you know how hard it is to put a fire out sometimes? They, the sparks go all over the place as you're putting it out. And you've really actually literally got to separate every little bit of coal away from one another and douse that to put the fire out. Because if you have any of those coals together, they just almost soak up and then they reignite together. So I had to actually literally separate them apart and then stick dirt on top of them every little bit. I was out there for a long time putting that fire out. But that's a bit like us, isn't it? If we're by ourselves out there trying to fight away, trying to hang on, to hold unswervingly to the truth, and people are just piling dirt on us all the time, it's really hard not to go out, isn't it? But if we bring those coals together, if we get together, then we can hold together and we can ignite one another and we can set one another on fire to hold that truth. You know, when someone's having a go at your school and you're feeling like I'm really under pressure, I don't know, this Christianity stuff, grab another Christian that you know in the school and say, hey, can you please just pray for me? When you come home from work and you think, strike, that was a bad day. Mate, someone... they. I really found it hard to stick up for my Christianity there today. Get on the phone, ring someone and, hey, say, look, I struggle today. Can you pray for me? Pray for me over the phone. You know, you can actually pray over the phone. God still hears it. You can even text if you like. I don't even mind that. You can Facebook someone even, maybe. It's getting on the edge, isn't it? But talk to someone. Pray, get people around you to pray about stuff like that. And when we hold together, then we'll hold to the truth. And then we can also spur one another on, the third one there. And let us, verse 24, consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Do you notice that whenever the Bible, whenever Jesus speaks, whenever the disciples speak, whenever Paul speaks, when he tells us what, is, what are we on about, what are we to be about, we are to love one another and do good things that God has prepared for us in advance for us to do. Ephesians chapter 2. Love and good deeds. They go together. You can't love someone and not do something good for them. Notice that? Love and good deeds. They work together. And we had to spur one another on in that because that shows us how good and great God is and how wonderful Jesus is. We are to do that together. You know, it's really hard to do that by yourself, isn't it, too? And we get out there and we're doing, we're serving, we're going on doing stuff, but we need to encourage one another to do that. If you see anyone who does anything that you think, gee, that was a wonderful thing, don't just think, gee, that was a wonderful thing. Tell them. How often do we do that? I often sit at home later and I think through the day and I think, yeah, how good was that 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 person went over and gave them a meal? And that stays there. doesn't go any further than that. That doesn't help the other person, does it? We want to spur them on, we want to encourage them. 
get behind them and say, mate, how good was it that you gave that person uh, some, some food? How good was it that you, that you just went and visited that person? How good was it that you rang that person up? How good was it that you just went and sat and listened to that person? We are to spur one another on. Uh, some of you know that we went to the Commonwealth Games a few years ago and we were there with the finances and we were in the stadium of over 100,000 people at the MCG and we were watching the uh, marathon of Kerry McCann. And if any of you can remember back that, sadly, Kerry's died since of cancer. <laughs> but uh, she was in her 40s, I think, and uh, she was running the marathon and as you watch the marathon, it goes for a long time, so you don't just sit in the stadium and see that, but the screen goes up. You get pictures of it coming through at different times. Right near the end, Kerry McCann was in front, but then this girl went past her, probably about a K out of the stadium, and this girl goes past her, and this girl came into the stadium, and I reckon she was 50 metres, 100 metres maybe, in front of Kerry McCann as she came into the stadium, and then she was off around the track, and they do a lap around the track, and then they finish. And then Kerry McCann came in, the Australian, and as she came in... The crowd just went crazy. A hundred thousand people just went off their tree. They were standing up. They were yelling. They were going crazy for her, just yelling at her. And it was almost like they literally picked her up and plonked her in front of the other person. I don't know how she got there. It's almost like a miracle that she was there. But it was literally that the crowd picked her up and placed her in front of the other person. And she won. And then the people went off for ages afterwards. That was a spurring one another on, wasn't it? 100,000 people behind her. Here we have 100 people here on Sunday morning. Let's spur one another on. Get behind someone and just give them a G up. Say, good on you, mate. Maybe not slap them on the backside, but, you know, get there. Put your arm around them and say, oh, I'm just so encouraged by the way you get beside those young girls. I'm so encouraged by the way you're at Bible study growth group during the week. I really appreciate it. I love the fact that you're here on Sunday morning. I love it. I hate it when I look out there and I look around and see people I know who aren't here. Do you know, one of the really things you can pray for me is I don't look for the people who aren't here and I focus on you guys. Because one of the things that is really hard from the front is you, I notice when people aren't here and it's really hard. It really cuts. Not personally for me, but I just think they're missing out. So when you see people who are here, go up and say, how good is it to see you here today? I love it when you're here. It's fantastic. Makes me feel heaps better and I'm sure God loves it too. Spur one another on and then when you see them do good deeds, say that's fantastic. So that in verse 25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let each other encourage one another. See, it's all about one another, isn't it? Let us, one another, let us, one another. Let us be there, let us encourage. Let us make sure we don't give up meeting together. You know... Sunday morning, surf's looking good, beach is looking good. Oh, I can just go and have a sunbake down there for the day. During the week, oh, it's not, you know, the television program. I love that one. What one? Pack to the rafters, Tuesday night. I'll just stay home and watch Pack to the rafters rather than go to growth group. You know, you can't encourage one another if you're not with one another. Sounds simple, doesn't it? but you can't encourage one another if we're not with one another. You see, what we want to encourage here at Evans Head Prezi is not that uh, church 
is the only thing that you do. That it's not an event. That being Christian is not just that we go to events, but Christianity, being Christian, is, is a lifestyle. It, it's how we live. That we live it out, not just here on Sunday, not a growth group, but it's a weekly thing. It's a daily thing. It's something that we continue to do. And we start to live life with one another, that we actually share community with one another throughout the week. We don't just catch up with one another here. We don't just catch up during a, a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or a Thursday lunchtime, but we actually catch up with one another rather regularly. And we spur one another on. I think we as a culture, Australians, not just Australians, but I think across the world, have seen church as this event, this event, this event, and I've done church. That we've programmed it. And if it's programmed, then it's right. When you read the Bible, it's not about programming. It's not about just the Sunday event. It's about living relationships with one another daily. Read the early church. They met daily together. They spent time daily together. Sunday was only one little small part of it. It was what they did weekly together. It was the whole thing. It was a whole life. I don't know about you, but I think that is a big cultural mind shift for us to grab. Now, we've been pushing that a bit over the last 12 months. I'm going to push it even harder this year Uh, because I think that's what the Bible is saying to us. I think it's saying that we are to live life together. As we live life together, we are to incorporate the community into our life together and we are to share Jesus together with someone. It's not just just one person is out there to see people come to know Jesus. We do that together. Uh, The other day I was talking to Hamish Burke and he was up in Ballarat. He'd gone to visit his mum. His sister lives out the back and she'd invited a friend over, a friend to come over for a meal and then they came over into Hamish's parents' place and they started having a meal together there and Hamish's sister is a Christian, his parents are Christians, he's a Christian, this girl wasn't. Uh, But when they came in and had a meal together, uh, Sarah, Hamish's sister, had never actually shared anything with this girl before about Christianity but she started having this big conversation with Hamish about the life and world and what Jesus meant. You see, it's not just you who shares Jesus with people. It's us together. Some of us find that easier than others. Some people are natural evangelists who actually just get out there and do that. Some of us find that more difficult. But together we are the body. Together we can share that together. And when we bring people into contact with us at different times, you never know what God's going to do with that. What opportunity is going to open up? I do a, I do a sermon on at the, the funeral the other day and I speak to 1,100 people but then Benny has a conversation with a number of the teachers at school later which I have no privy to. But that's where Benny is. That's where you are. You know far more people than I know in Evans Head. You are connected in so many other places than what I am in Evans Head. And everyone here is connected to so many other people. And all of us together are be part of sharing Jesus with them. Be that by loving them with good deeds. Be that by speaking to them about Jesus. Be that by inviting them to be part of our community. Be that by inviting them to a meal where we sit down with some of our other Christian mates. Be that you just invite someone to come to the pictures with you. Be that you're going to go to the beach, not Sunday morning, but you're going to go to the beach another day and you invite some of your growth group that are with you and some of the people from the community with you. Be that you're going to go for a roll-up down the bowls and you go by yourself Invite someone with you. Bring someone along. Say, how about we go and have a roll-up together? Get a couple of you who are Christians and a couple of you who you know from the community who aren't. Do that together. Go for a bushwalk. 
You see, we are to do it together. Let us, one another, encourage one another along. Because, what does it say at the very end of here, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That day is when Jesus returns. And when Jesus returns, there's no more chance, guys. And that day is approaching. It was approaching 2,000 years ago, and it's approaching now. And it's got to be closer than it was 2,000 years ago. Now, we don't know the day, we don't know the hour, but it's going to happen. And that day is going to be on. And what does God want us on about now? He wants us to be on about developing community, loving one another. Let us draw near to God together. Let us hold on to the truth together. Let us spur one another on to love and good deeds. Let us grow one another together. Let us grow in a community that loves one another, that reaches out to the community around us to see people come to know Jesus. That's what we're going to be on about this year, guys. Uh, in our first lot of studies this year, in one, uh, we're going to be looking at 1 Peter and I'm going to have a book called Everyday Church that you're able to buy and read because it'll give you a good background to it. Uh, and we're going to be pushing on together, that we're on mission together, that we're on life together. We're going to do life together. We're on mission together. We're going to be intentional about what we do. We're going to be seeking to see God do amazing stuff through us and with us and in our community. And we're going to see that this place is just absolutely bulging forward. And I don't even mind if this isn't bulging, but the people that come to know Jesus are bulging, that they're in our growth groups, they're in our community, that we're getting to know people, that this town, this area, is going to be seeing people come to know Jesus and getting blown apart because they're going to be seeing people loving Jesus together, reaching out to them and drawing them into his community and they get to know Jesus and they get to have access to the Father, access to his community, access to eternity through Jesus. It's going to be exciting, guys. Uh, Think about it, pray about it, think about how you can be part of that. Think about how we can encourage one another on as we let us spur one another on, encourage one another on, grow one another to see more and more people come to know Jesus and be transformed by him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, it is a wonderful privilege to be able to call you Father. To be able to speak to you is uh, something beyond words, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you've drawn us uh, to you through Jesus. That in him we have access to you, Lord, and all the blessings that that is. And that brings us into your community, into your people. And that, Lord, you want to use us as your people to bring glory to you, to see this community come to know you, Lord. When people praise you and say how great you are, Lord, that's when glory is given to you. We ask, Lord, that we may be part of that, that you may use us, that by your spirit, Lord, You'll do a mighty work within our hearts and our lives to people who do spur one another on to love and good deeds, to be people who do shine your love and your gospel throughout this community, Lord. And that, Lord, your spirit will be out there working amongst people's lives now and bringing them to yourself. May we, Lord, see you at work and may we praise you for it, Lord. And may we see your community, your kingdom grow in this area and in this world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.